Welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Your host is Amrita Kailas, and she is going to introduce you to powerful tools from ancient wisdom and also connect with experts to show you how to implement them to lead a peaceful life. Now, here is Amrita. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe in whichever part of the world you are. I'm so excited and delighted to be able to connect with you today. Today, you are listening to the 12th episode on Voice America. I would like to take a moment to thank each one of you who have been with me throughout this three-month journey and supporting the Peace Bridge talk show. As a return gift, I would like to offer you all the four days to find peace and restore your mental stability meditation series. These four powerful meditations have helped my clients develop awareness, get unstuck from negative thinking and maintain positive energy during the day, enabling them to begin experiencing peace and mental stability in their life. To get your four-day meditation series today, go to https colon slash slash bit.ly slash restore your peace. I repeat, https colon slash slash bit.ly slash restore your peace. Before we begin today's episode, on rising from conflicts, I would like to remind you all that from October 27th, the Peace Bridge talk show is going to be aired as the Peace Bridge podcast on Voice America. Each episode is going to be available on the last Wednesday of every month and will be accessible anytime through a separate link. If you would like to continue to listen to the new episodes and receive details to access them, please subscribe by going to bit.ly slash thepeacebridge. I repeat, https colon slash slash bit.ly slash thepeacebridge. Are there perfect relationships? As there are no perfect human beings, there are no perfect relationships too. Nobody in this world is the same as the other. Everything in this world is unique in its own way, be it a tree, animal or a person. We all may have common traits between each other, but we are different when it comes to our character, likes or dislikes, mindsets, strengths, values, habits, and more. It is our differences that makes the world beautiful in its own way. It's also the same differences that can lead us to various conflicts in our life. Conflicts are not unnatural in relationships unless they are causing unhealthy relationships by creating stress, mental and physical health issues. 
However, the influences from social media, community, culture and environment creates this wrong impression in our minds to develop expectations, comparisons and beliefs around relationships in our life. Unfortunately, this moves us from reality and leads to unhappiness in our life. Our communications originate from our thoughts. These thoughts send different messages to the world around us that are perceived based on the individual in the relationship. There can be many causes to conflicts arising in our relationships. Some of these could include resentments, communication issues, expectations, finances, and more. Everybody handles conflicts differently. Please take a quick test to find your conflict management style by going to bit.ly slash myconflicttest. I repeat, bit.ly slash myconflicttest. M-Y-C-O-N-F-L-I-C-T T-E-S-T. In a recently published study, researchers surveyed over a thousand people and found that communication was the most common source of conflict for all couples. Communication does not only mean what you speak, but also means how you speak. This can include our words, gestures, expressions and body language too. Both verbal and non-verbal communication play a critical role in influencing our relationships. Words by themselves do not have the power to cause conflicts. It's when these words are communicated and perceived in a particular manner that causes conflicts. Our perceptions are based on our ego, past, limited beliefs, assumptions, likes, dislikes, and more. For example, if someone calls us a fool, we may tend to take it personally based on our ego, beliefs, and perceptions leading to a big conflict. Most often, when we are in communication, we process the external information based on our own perceptions and then translate it to act in a particular way that may or may not trigger the emotions and perceptions of the other person involved in the relationship. This in turn prompts the other person involved in the relationship to react or behave in a particular manner. Let me share a quick short story of one of my clients who came in really upset and in tears as her entire family was in a chaotic state with no to very less communication between each other. Each of her family member was living in their own world and every communication that she had resulted in a conflict. My client 
and her spouse had disagreements that created mental separation between them. She had started losing her self-respect and communication with her children was not perceived properly. This led her children to develop unfavorable habits in their life. She wanted to lead her children to choose the right relationships, career and not get into bad habits that could ruin their life. However, she did not have control over any of them because her communications with them was not working well. Through the coaching session, we dived into each of her relationships by working on her mindset, habits and her communication process. Based on my guidance and by integrating powerful tools from ancient wisdom, she was able to develop a stable mindset and have peaceful communications with her family members. Later, this improved her self-respect and also brought her spouse and children closer to her, making them all restore their family balance and harmony. In the end, this is what she said in her own words. I had not imagined that coaching sessions with Amrita would change my inner attitude so profoundly. I began to feel contentment and happiness regardless of my external circumstances. Now, let's listen to a short conversation with Britta Nenest on how we can rise from conflicts. Today, I have a special friend and a wonderful relationship expert and licensed therapist, Britta Nenest, join us. Welcome to the show, Britta. Thank you so much for having me. It's a topic I love to talk about, so thank you. I appreciate this. My pleasure, Britta. Britta, before we dive into a deeper conversation on communication, especially within relationships, I would love to hear your story so that the listeners know about your transformational journey to becoming a licensed therapist. Thank you so much. You know, everybody often enters into the world doing the thing they love as a result of their history and their past. And I'm no exception. I grew up in a home with uh, very, very young parents. And there was a communication breakdown because my mother came from another country to this country. So there was a breakdown in language. And when I grew up in this home, I continue to see how hard it is to communicate clearly and how it can really cause a lot of problems and a lot of uh, anger, a lot of, you know, conflicts and things in the relationship. So as I got older and I became an adult, I started to realize and learn that there were pieces missing in my understanding of how to communicate clearly, how to really speak your truth, how to respect differences and how to have those really tough conversations. So I became a therapist helping families, helping individuals, and eventually helping women. And as I continued to grow in learning about the best way that I can help families, it developed into a relationship expert where I teach how to communicate in effective ways to help handle 
uh, breakdowns in the conversation, when people get defensive, and when there's a lot of hurt that happens, how to stay with it so that we don't end up dissolving the relationship or end up divorced. And so that's where I am. I've been doing this for well over 15 years in this area of expertise. Wow, that's such an inspiration to hear, uh, Britta. So the communication issues that you noticed in your own personal life actually transitioned to becoming a relationship expert. Wow, that's super, super powerful. According to you, what is the biggest reason for getting into communication issues? Oh, the biggest reason is we, every one of us has a tendency to see the world and to see things from our perspective. And it feels very real and it feels often very right. And when we feel threatened against that perspective, then we will go into a defensive position. And at that point, we're going to come from a place of attacking and trying to protect that perspective more than we are able to see somebody else's point of view. You are listening to Amrita Kailas on the Peace Bridge talk show on Voice America. We are going for a short break. Stay tuned and we'll be back in two minutes. A peaceful life is something most people only ever dream of but can never achieve. Using tools from ancient wisdom can help you achieve that peace. Listen to... The Peace Bridge Talk Show on the Voice America Influencers Channel to learn what those tools are and how to implement them. The Peace Bridge Talk Show, hosted by Amrita Kailas, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. You are listening to the Peace Bridge Talk Show with Amrita Kailas. Have a question for Amrita or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show with Amrita. Welcome back, everyone, to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. Let's resume our show. So if we can stay in that conversation without letting all those defenses take over, that's where the real good stuff happens, you know? But yes, the number one reason is because we want to protect our point of view. Yeah, yeah. No, that completely makes sense because each of us are living in our own shells of uh, limited beliefs and uh, conditionings of our own mind. And as you said earlier, like our own upbringing, all of which contributes to having this perspective, right? And according to yeah. us, it is our truth. And uh, yes. when somebody challenges us, it becomes something uh, that turns into a conflict, right? Yes, yes. And think about it this way. If we're protecting our point of view, then so is the other person. So how do we have conversations while we can maintain each other's points of view, but still maintain our own and be able to really respect that? That's really a skill. It's yeah. not something we're born to do. Yeah. It's a skill we can learn. <laughs> yeah, And I always say uh, that it's not something that's taught also. It's something no. that we learn through our own experiences and uh, develop, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because parents tend to actually impose their ideas and views on things 
on the children and look for proper behavior. So we get conditioned to have our certain way of seeing things and have a difficulty looking outside of that. Yeah. It's just, it's just what shows up. And so then marriages shows up right in the marriage. (laughs) Yeah, very much, very much. Like once you have uh, gone out of the external, uh, what do you call, uh, I'm just going to put this word as gimmicks or external looks, whatever it is, once that has actually moved out, and you then focus on this person, the actual person, and the actual person with all of these perspectives comes in, then it becomes a different game, right? (laughs) Yes. Well, it becomes a lot more complex. We are not as simple as we would like to be. And we need to be okay with that and get comfortable with that. Right, right, right. So in order to bring that transparency that you're talking about, right, between these individuals, so that it actually improves their communication, what are uh, some of the smallest steps that one could take? Oh, that's a great question. It's to take a breath. Mm. Take a moment to first observe and notice your own things that you're saying to yourself, the feelings you're having in that moment, and take a breath to allow for it, and then decide what you want to do with that conversation. You know, I I just recently had someone who got very upset with me in a car interaction in the parking lot. (laughs) Okay. And he got very upset because I didn't see him coming and was going to go out into the parking lot and he was coming in the opposite direction. And so it was very clear that he thought he was right. I was wrong and I was doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And how quickly I started to get mad that he was glaring at me. So I had a reaction to that. So to slow down and recognize I made a mistake. Thankfully, I didn't hit him. I caught it. He got upset. And to just be okay with that. Right, right. Sometimes we want to defend that and that yep. starts to become a battle and it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. And and we also tend to kind of, as you said earlier, protect ourselves, right? And blame the other person as being responsible for a particular conflicting situation, right? How, how, how do you actually get over that? How do you get to the place of being, slowing it down? Right. That's the skill. That's like preparing to run a marathon. That is the skill where you do this every day, every moment. And here's the beauty. There's thousands of opportunities to do it in a day. Mm. Every single time you have an interaction with another human being, it's an opportunity to practice. So the beauty is it's, it's, you know, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just going back to the same question that uh, um, we were discussing about uh, Britta. So, in terms of the smallest steps um, which you were sharing with your example, what, what would be the smallest steps that one could take to develop that kind of uh, uh, openness to allow others' opinions also to come in and uh, not turn it into a conflicting one? Yeah, it's so one of the difficulties we have is if we're trying to stay in a more calm, uh, calm place and being more grounded but the other person may not. We have something called a mirror pattern that's happening. And so we have a strong impulse to mirror them. And it's really about being aware of understanding how we as human beings communicate because we communicate with our words, but we also communicate with our energy, our tone, 
everything that's going on. And when we're not aware of those dynamics, then it's very easy to get sort of caught up in it. And before you know it, you're in a conflict and you don't even know when it started or how. So it's really an increased awareness. And I, I really encourage people to work with someone to be able to understand the dynamics because this is all happening at a very unconscious level. Yep. So the more you're aware of it, the more you can have power over it and to have better you know, relationships, better conversations, feel much more understood, feel seen, feel heard, and have a sense of respect for one another. Yeah. You so, know? yeah, I get it. Uh, so what yeah. you do is like first developing those skills of awareness from you, starting from you, right? Yes. And then mm. using those skills across different relationships that you encounter during your day. Yes. Yes. Every single moment is an opportunity to be present yeah. and to be able to practice it. So beautiful. Yeah. 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 We can't even have conversations uh, of politics and religion and all these really tough conversations, right? So when we practice having conversations that aren't so heated, we will get better at having those conversations. That's the beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and most of these uh, issues that seen around the world, starting from a little family to the um, most complex problem solving something in the world, right? Uh, all of these actually begin from a communication issue, right? Absolutely. I love what you said. That is perfectly spot on. If we don't communicate in a way that's productive, we are going to fall. We're going to crumble. Families will crumble. Countries crumble. Yep. You know, international connections, they crumble. So it does start with how do we speak in a way that's productive yeah, and yeah. healthy. Yeah. So yeah. from your own personal experience, um, how has um, ancient wisdom based tools like meditation or uh, mindfulness has helped in progressing to have a healthy communication? Uh, it is the cornerstone. I believe it's the cornerstone because good communication starts with a discipline of the mind. Mm. When the mind and thoughts are disciplined in a way that stays connected and grounded, then we are able to then express it out and communicate it to others. But when we're in a chaotic state in our mind, that's what's going to come out, which creates more chaos and conflict. So this mindfulness, all these beautiful tools that you know and you use, I use, we all use these tools and teach them because it is about disciplining the mind and the body to be in that state because whatever shows up inside is going to come out. So when we do the meditation, we're really disciplining our mind to get into a space that's clear, connected. And people can feel that, they feel that difference. Like you and I even just in our conversation, you can feel the difference of what it's like to connect. It's really awesome. Right. But it does take a skill and, and we have to work on that. We're yeah. not born to do this. Not at all, not at all. No. Yeah, and, and what you're emphasizing is having those skills which actually transforms our mindset, our communication would later on, be helpful for us to actually move on with even harder relationships, right? There could be relationships which are so hard, like you try your best, 
but the other person is not ready to change. So in those cases, what could people do? So, you know, that's a really great question because, you know, my couples and my, the women I work with, clients I work with, really, uh, they come up with against this often. So communication is a reciprocal process. And I can only be the example of my side of it. I can't force someone else to be willing to discipline their mind, to be clear, and to be able to communicate back. So all we can do is invite them, but then sometimes it gets to the point where if it's so difficult, it may be that the relationship will move apart because it's not meeting in the same alignment. Very often, I see relationships more like a laboratory for our growth. And sometimes relationships are meant for a moment and meant for a time and meant for a lifetime. We never really know what that is, but often when we come together in in a relationship, we all grow in some way, and it may not be to stay forever together, whether that's a friendship or an intimate partner. So we have to really be discerning of what is this really doing and where is this going and what might I need to do next? So those are hard decisions to have to make, and they take time to wrestle through. I don't take this lightly, and I wouldn't encourage anybody else to be lighthearted about it. But to have a really honest conversation about, is this really the best relationship that it's moved into? And maybe we have to look at some other real, real truths here. Yep. 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 Yeah. So what you're um, emphasizing again is like, you can try your best to actually make yourself transform into that person who is uh, open to receiving and also sharing uh, in a way where it doesn't turn into a conflict but there is another responsibility from the other person as well to work on themselves and only then we can actually create a stronger bond between each other right whether it's inside the family or whether inside the workplace it actually helps to um, radiate the same strength and bring better performance or better uh, productivity, right? Everywhere mm-hmm. around. So this is like the, as you said earlier, it's like the cornerstone, like the ancient wisdom-based tools. This is very critical to actually be able to strengthen the relationships that you have in your life. Absolutely. You are listening to Amrita Kailas on the Peace Bridge talk show on Voice America. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned and we'll be back in two minutes. A peaceful life is something most people only ever dream of, but can never achieve. Using tools from ancient wisdom can help you achieve that peace. Listen to The Peace Bridge Talk Show on the Voice America Influencers Channel. To learn what those tools are and how to implement them. The Peace Bridge Talk Show, hosted by Amrita Kailas, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. You are listening to the Peace Bridge Talk Show with Amrita Kailas. Have a question for Amrita or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show with Amrita. 
Welcome back everyone to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. Let's resume our show. You know, we all have a responsibility to our part in that process. And if we have uh, one person who's not doing their part to step into that more, then that creates an imbalance and it also hurts themselves as well as the other person. So anytime we set a boundary with that, we are actually loving them. Mm. you know, because we're, we're encouraging them to step into their own strength. Yep. Yep. And so that's a beautiful thing. It yep. doesn't always feel good, but it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. So uh, giving them also the space to learn and grow. Right? Absolutely. Always from a place of non-judgment, you know, respect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because so- love always wins out. <laughs> It does every time. Yeah, yeah, no, that was so beautiful. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, um, Britta, a lot of people actually, I've seen, especially with my clients also, they have their past, which is kind of blocking them to even be ready to build these skills. And I usually work with them to actually break this past so that they can truthfully live in their present moment. For those people mm. who are struggling with leaving their past behind and being able to build these skills, what would be your advice? Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, and as you know, when we work with people, the reason they come to us is they're in pain. And what that means is all the blocks that have been that they've been ignoring are finally coming to a point where they have to look at them. And so the first step is to really be aware that these blocks are actually the things that get in the way of loving relationships, that this is not who we are. We are designed to love and connect with one another. That's our natural design. So anything that happens in your past is a block that gets added into your system to block you from being that natural loving presence with one another. And so as we work on each block and we see the beauty of letting those go, releasing them, healing, or whatever the process is, because it is a process, but once people embrace and understand that their true giftedness is being that expression of love, there's a sense of once people get that, they actually just don't want to go back. They're ready. (laughs) So it's really starting with understanding that the beauty of who you are is blocked. That's it. So letting go of the past, like learning to letting go is the place that you would recommend people to start with so that they can see the beauty of life in reality, right? Not get back by that past that actually is defining your present. Absolutely. The past defines present because we at some level see ourselves in that identity, the identity of the person who had these things happen to us. But our true identity is being loving presence in the world. That's our true nature and identity. So once we grab onto that identity, we will do everything we can to become what we are. And the beauty is it's so natural because it's like the acorn that becomes this oak tree. It just becomes because it knows what it is so beautiful when we do that everything changes yeah yeah amazing i am super uh loving this conversation where you're saying that it actually starts from you and you are like that little acorn which actually transforms into that beautiful tree as you change within right 
Yes. And the beauty is, you know, using this analogy, I share the acorn in fertile soil and beautiful soil and watered and the sun and everything that's supposed to help it grow into its design, the oak tree, is what we are. But often our soil gets really messy and toxic and, and, you know, really messy. So we have to till the soil and till the elements and get rid of the stuff that's in the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a very important point that you touched on um, mentioning about the soil, which is uh, referring to the environment that we are surrounded by. Right. A lot of times um, people also have these challenges where they are in these toxic environments, which do not actually give them a chance to develop this healthy communication? Yeah. Well, to a certain extent, yes, but we are never bound by anything else. Yes. Yeah. So it's important to know and to own our identity as a person who can communicate love. We're designed for it. So nothing actually gets in the way except for our perception that we can't. Mm. <laughs> so it's really the beauty of being this, because when we do this, we are naturally inviting others into this. Now, some people won't like it. Some people will be uncomfortable. They have their own stuff they have to work through. But when we do this and step out and be that example, it naturally changes those around us. Yeah. I, yeah. I you. You're mentioning about this part of like, um, bringing in that positive change and allowing that energy itself to transform your environment and the people around you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the environment is not what affects me. It's my perception of the environment that makes the difference. And when I change my perception, those are miracles. A miracle is a shift in perception. So when I change how I see what's happening, miracles naturally flow. And that's why the environment is not in charge of me. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, super beautiful. Thank you for giving that entire view of like how your perspective is the prime reason that you see the environment in a particular way it could be challenging or it could not be like that's up to you. And yeah. once you transition that, then everything <laughs> changes right it's like you're seeing it through your own little window and uh making it beautiful bright or yeah. worse right yeah mm -hmm. absolutely well to go back to what happened with that gentleman who yeah. was very upset with me i could have spent all day talking about it complaining i can't believe this person was mad at me i didn't mean to you know i could have defended i could have done all kinds of stuff and what I did was I took a breath and I let him go by and I offered him a little love and prayer and moved on. Wow. That was my shift because that did not have to change my moment or my day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely understand those kind of moments where it becomes your responsibility to actually preserve your day still to be beautiful, right? Rather yes. than spoiling it for yes. a person's uh, unconsciousness, I would say, unconscious yes. behavior, right? Yeah. He was caught up in his pain. He was exactly. caught up in his own judgments of the situation. I got that. It was not personal. And uh, I commit to something I share with clients is that I don't let anything steal my peace. 
am I perfect at it all the time? Absolutely not. <laughs> so don't take this the wrong way. I don't have this mastered, but every day I work to not let anything steal my peace. And that's the power we have in our relationships. Yeah. yeah. To maintain peace. And we can have so much more happen when that happens. Yeah. So there's a huge responsibility that we need to own within ourselves to develop that peace and preserve that peace at all times. Yeah. Yes. Preserve peace, preserve respect, self-respect. And uh, it's not easy to do because again, as you know, we're not wired to do this, right? We're wired to stomp and throw our toys out of the toy box and try to get our way and think that we have it right. This is what we're wired to do. So, but we need to do better because the world needs us to do better. We have yeah. a lot happening. We yeah. need to do better. Yeah, like you did, like you actually uh, brought in your self-control and self-awareness to manage that situation beautifully rather than transforming it into a conflict, which actually helped you and the other person, right? And if yes. you look at a wider angle, it helped your family, his family. So it's actually a huge uh, yeah. kind of um, contribution that you're making to the world at large. If you think from a perspective of uh, uh, how slowly each of these communications impact everyone around us. Yeah. Absolutely. I work with a chiropractor who uses yep. a micro approach. He uses an approach to align the nervous system. Yep. Because when that's in alignment, the body heals. Right. Well, so when our mind is in alignment and communicating, then those around us, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. We all heal and have these amazing yeah. conversations and growth. So nice. Yeah. So yeah. Richard, from your experience, what have been the powerful ancient wisdom based tools that has helped you to develop these powerful skills and uh, implement it into your life? Yeah, it's definitely going back to yoga, mm. meditation, mindfulness work. I also do something called tapping, yep. which combines, you know, the nervous system and helping to settle the nervous system while you're including difficult thoughts to help align your system in a powerful way. So there's many mind, body, somatic, sensory system approaches that we use because our sensory system is the defensive system that kicks in. So when we connect with it, rather than trying to shut it down or ignore it, that's when miracles happen. Shifts in perspective happen. It's really powerful. Yeah. You use those too. Yeah. You know about all of these. I, I do practice all of these. So I yeah. completely agree with uh, the power and the ability uh, for all of these tools to kind of transition from within, as you said, like connecting the body, mind and spirit to be in alignment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are so good at staying in our head and figuring it out. And we forget that we're a whole body being. So we need to bring the whole process along. We have to bring all parts to the process or it won't work. Yeah. And that's really what it is because we're so in our heads and inundated with information. You are listening to Amrita Kailas on the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. We are going for a short break. Stay tuned and we'll be back in two minutes. A peaceful life 
is something most people only ever dream of, but can never achieve. Using tools from ancient wisdom can help you achieve that peace. Listen to The Peace Bridge Talk Show on the Voice America Influencers Channel to learn what those tools are and how to implement them. The Peace Bridge Talk Show, hosted by Amrita Kailas, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. You are listening to the Peace Bridge Talk Show with Amrita Kailas. Have a question for Amrita or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show with Amrita. Welcome back, everyone, to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. Let's resume our show. And it gives the illusion of answers. Yeah. But that's just one piece of the puzzle. There's so much more. Yeah. Something just came up when you were saying about being in your head is the ego, the role of ego (laughs) in relationships. What are your thoughts around it? Well, that's the root challenge. (laughs) Because when we're children, we are all ego. Everything about the way we approach the world is about ego. We wake up, we cry, we have somebody who takes care of us, or maybe we cry and we don't have somebody take care of us. So we develop these ideas that we need to get our needs met in certain ways. And if that doesn't shift into a different way of seeing it, then we stay in this egoic state all through our adulthood. So that really is the defensive system being in charge rather than coming from a different place and a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. the ego is definitely a hard one. It is, it <laughs> we is. have to tame it because we've been so uh, trained to let it be in charge for most of our childhood. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a great question. Thank you. So this ego is also, as you said, like it's the cause for a lot of issues that happens, right? Whether it's in mm-hmm. workplace or within uh, family relationships, wherever you go, people want to be seen and heard. But the way they do it is like making their ego grow big, right? And then portraying that as themselves. Like uh, there is a lot of ignorance that contributes to it. But um, uh, for our conversation today, I would love to uh, ask you, what are the simplest steps that you have taken in your life to tame that ego? Uh, and again, observation, recognizing that it's there. Yeah. Um, one of the things I saw in the lack of communication growing up and in, in a lot of uh, uh, role models in my life, that I saw how blind they were to what they were doing and how it was impacting others. So there was a disconnect to seeing how this is, might hurt other people. They weren't seeing that. And so I remember telling myself, gosh, I was probably in my 20s. I don't want to be that blind because if they're doing it, I'm probably doing it too. I'm no different. Right. And so I became more aware of what are my blind spots? Because when the ego kicks in, we will either become louder and bigger or we will shut down and pull away and disconnect. Both of those are what I call invisibility cloaks. Because all we see and feel is ego. We don't see and feel the person. 
And that's the blind spots. So look for your blind spots because they're there, I promise, <laughs> because we're all in this together. <laughs> right. That is, again, another powerful phrase that you said, like, look for the blind spots because they are there within. And it comes from that observation, like noticing that you are either talking from a place of ego or are you talking as your real self, right? Talk, yes. Because we are mentioning about the role of communication. So while communicating, it's important to notice where are you starting this conversation from, right? Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Know where you're starting it from. Is this my ego or is this my loving voice? Yes. Right. My expression of who I really am, which is an expression of love. So which voice am I coming from? Yeah. Make sure you do a check-in and yeah. then stay in that space of loving yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So ha having that kind of awareness, as you said, like bringing that awareness, building those skills actually helps us to improve not just ourselves, but our relationships. Right, Britta? Absolutely. Absolutely. We become, you know, the more we give and offer love and respect in a situation, no matter what's happening, we actually give and respect others, but we also feel it ourselves because what we give out is what we feel coming back to us. So I don't like how it feels when I get angry and hostile, you know, even if the situation might've maybe warranted being mad, or I felt like I had the right to be mad. When we give off that, we feel it in our bodies. And again, we're a full-bodied being. So the more we stay in the space of giving what we want to receive, even if it does nothing for the other person, it will change you. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, even if it doesn't change the other person, it'll change you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, and you know, I'm the only person I'm in charge of, really. So. You know, I, yeah, I can only do my part. I'm not going to take on the whole sky. I'm just going to take on my piece. <laughs> I just got one old tiny piece. That's what I'm doing. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear a lot of powerful um, uh, messages here, which is in terms of like how important it is to protect your freedom, yes. your identity at all uh, circumstances so that you uh, have very little control on others, but that doesn't mean that you have to give up yourself at any point of time. Beautiful. It's staying in your own lane. Absolutely. You know, we don't have to, because we're always in between connection and freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Connection is the communal, freedom is the individual identity. And this yes. is what we're always kind of toggling between in relationships, right? So if connection means I'm truly losing a sense of my own identity, then that might not be a good connection to have. Yeah. We might yeah. need to be more discerning of that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to ever give up your identity and freedom. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's giving yourself that space and respect that you deserve in this world and not uh, taking uh, any relationship as a means to kind of... Um, just sustain it, leaving all this behind, right? You're, you mm -hmm. don't have to leave all your self-respect or uh, self-love or anything of that sort behind to sustain or keep a relationship alive. 
Absolutely. We allow it to be what it is. Yeah. And sometimes it might need to be something that's time to move apart. Mm-hmm. And often we don't want to see that and we don't want that to happen. So we try too hard, but in that trying too hard, it's actually hurting the relationship and allowing it to become what it's meant to be. We don't always know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a flow to that and an openness to that. For sure. Thank yeah. you so much, Rita, for sharing all these. This powerful is great. It is. <laughs> I love the uh, way you actually mentioned about how it's important to have these healthy communications to happen, to have good relationships at the same time, after having tried all that you can, when it is sometimes required to let go certain relationships, you have to do it for preserving your own identity and yes. uh, keeping that peace within you, right? Yeah, Absolutely. That's the reciprocity. Love is not one-sided. It's reciprocal. Yeah. And, and it is across friendship or it's across mm-hmm. uh, relationships which shows up at work or relationships within family. Everywhere, uh, as you said, we need to bring in this perspective so that we can uh, choose where do we want to be in right like we can yeah. it's our choice it's up to it us is. yeah it's always a choice i have 100 responsibility for me and yeah if this is uh not going in a way that's healthy for either of us we have to be really honest about that yeah yeah so, Rita, what would be your uh three pieces of advice or tips that you would give the listeners so that they can develop into um, having these skills that are required to build strong relationships. Uh, yes, I love that. Three, three pieces. <laughs> so the first thing is to get real clear about your part and owning your part in the relationship. The second step would be to start to do the skills, develop the skills and the mindfulness, get the mind and the body in sync and in alignment. And then the third thing that I would advise is to work with someone because this is not something we can do on our own because we are human beings that need connection and we learn from one another. So working with someone is crucial to help you see what you may not be seeing on your own. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Starting yeah. from yourself, trying to build all those skills and then bringing that alignment between mind, body and spirit and then connecting with an expert who can help you to um, improve your relationships in a much more wider angle. Right. Absolutely. We mentor one another. So working with someone who's been through the path of growth, that's what we're called to do with one another. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It just takes from one level to another, like after having done your own self work, you Mm -hmm. then move into a place to work with an expert who gives you more tools and guidance so that you can grow further and uh, have those stronger relationships around you. Yes. To, to remember that you're worth it. 
Yes. And that you yes. are called to be love in the world. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. I loved the conversation that we Thank had. You. And it was amazing that you brought in a lot of insights into different parts of the communication. I look forward to having you in another episode and I appreciate your time and uh, um, advices that you shared here with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was an awesome conversation. Dear listeners, I hope you found the conversation with licensed therapist and relationship expert Britta Neenest insightful. Britta helps unhappy women to get clear about what they want in their marriage so that they can experience a renewed sense of connection and fulfillment. Please go to healingwithbrita.com to learn more about her services. I would like to borrow a shloka from Bhagavad Gita that says, those who are not a source of annoyance to anyone and those who in turn are not agitated by anyone, equal in pleasure and pain and free from fear and anxiety, those devotees of mine are the dearest to me. This shloka is chanted as Yasman no dujate loko, lokan no dujate chayaha, harsha marsha bhayo dvegair, mukto yaha sachame priyaha. We cannot solve all the relationship problems in this world. However, we can prevent creating problems in our life and the life of others by taking actions to improve our communications. Conscious living includes conscious communications. Many of us know that once words are spoken, they cannot be taken back. So, it is important to choose your words wisely with the power of our thinking. A relationship is a partnership where communication acts as a bridge to connect our minds and hearts together towards building a healthy family or workplace environment. Managing our communication is integral to developing emotional intelligence and leading a fulfilled life. Good communication not only develops trust and mutual respect, but also helps to progress faster towards having a healthy life and fulfilling our dreams together. Universal love is the only medicine that can conquer hearts. Let's remind ourselves in our busy lives to not lose the ability to love others as we love ourselves. May the universe help us develop and radiate the power of true love through our communications to build a happy and peaceful community. I would like to borrow a quote from Mahatma Gandhi who said, You can't change how people treat you or what they say about you. All you can do is change how you react to it. I hope you all found this episode 
valuable and enjoyable. Please share your feedback or questions by emailing me at samsarga.ca at gmail.com. To receive free resources on relationships, you can subscribe to my email newsletter at bit.ly slash risewithsamsarga. I would also invite you to join my Facebook community, Samsarga-Emotional-Support, if you'd like to participate in upcoming events towards becoming an unshakable woman. For any other information, please visit my website at www.samsarga.ca. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. I deeply value your time and support. I look forward to sharing yet another powerful episode with all of you to help you discover peace in your life. Join me next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time for yet another insightful episode. Until then, take care, stay safe and remain peaceful. Sending you all lots of love and light, Amrita. Thanks for tuning in to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Tune in again next week to continue your journey to leading a peaceful life. Until then, have a peaceful week.